Hello, friends. This is the Effective Church Leaders Podcast with Carrie and Becky Holton. Thank you for joining us today. Hun, our newer listeners may not know this, but I'm sure those who have been listening to this podcast for some time know that we exist to support church and ministry leaders. Right. We exist to support them by answering their questions, and church leaders today have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And we exist to support them by helping them to become better informed and hopefully more effective church leaders. That's right. And of course, our eventual goal is to do what we can to help churches, to help them become healthy or to maintain health, to help churches grow. And we have said this before, churches rise or fall on leadership. The health and growth of the church is dependent on effective leaders, right? Absolutely right. So having said that we exist to help churches by supporting their leaders, we want to address a real problem today. Well, it's it's a real concern, really. It's the problem of church closures. Mm-hmm. So many churches are closing their doors, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So in this podcast, we want to address this subject, the subject of church closures. Did you notice that the Christian Chronicle uh, Monthly News magazine is doing a series entitled, Where Have All the Churches Gone? Yes. Mm -hmm. I was reading a recent issue of the Chronicle and want to share some statistics. The reporter for this story is Cheryl Mann Bacon. She reported that according to a national directory published by 21st Century Christian, Churches of Christ reached their peak in about 1990 with 1,684,872 adherents and 13,174 churches. Yes, and since 1990, the church has been in decline. In the past three decades, the number of adherents has declined to 1,447,271 people, and that's down 237,601 people, or down 14%. And the number of congregations has fallen to 11,965. That's down 1,209 churches, or down 9%. Right, and these statistics remind us of a recent study done by Stan Granberg and Tim Woodruff. Their studies showed that Churches of Christ are losing 2,000 members a month, and that if this trend continues, we will drop from some 1.7 million members to 650,000 members in 2050. Their studies also showed that nine congregations close their doors every month, and I think those are pretty troubling statistics, don't you? I agree. Nine congregations closing their doors every month. That's just appalling. Well, you know, we love the church, and no one of us wants to see her close her doors. And the overwhelming majority of churches of Christ, by the way, that would be 85% of the churches of Christ are under 200 in attendance. That's from the 2018 21st Century Christian Directory. Actually, more than half, even before the pandemic, had an average attendance of just 34 people, hmm. according to Granberg's study. So it's clear it's not the pandemic's fault. No, no, it's not the pandemic's fault. I think we should add just here that churches of Christ are not the only ones closing their doors. It's not a problem that is right. unique to us. 
I was talking with some acquaintances recently who are affiliated with the conservative Christian churches. They were talking about closures among their churches in rural Wyoming and Nebraska, and they were wondering about the sustainability of their churches and when churches should close their doors. So our point here is that the decline of the church is not just a problem in churches of Christ. Now, I, th- I think there are some prefatory comments we should discuss before we talk about some possible solutions to the problem of church closures. What do you think? I think I need to look up the word prefatory. Oh, oh my. <laughs> no, I agree. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, first of all, I think we ought to acknowledge that churches may have a lifespan just as all things do. And please note that I said churches may have a lifespan. I don't like this notion, but I think we should acknowledge its possibility. After all, do you know anything in this world that does not have a limited lifespan? Dirty clothes. (laughs) Where did that come from? I don't know. There's just always dirty clothes and they grow. I'm just saying that may be the only thing with that. That's that's probably (laughs) true. But but really, do we know anything? Everything seems to have a limited lifespan. Everything, every living thing uh, has a limited lifespan. And, you know, I noticed that Cheryl Mann, the reporter in the Chronicle, mentioned in one of her articles that the typical lifespan of a church is 60 years. I don't know where she got that information, but I suspect it's not far off the mark, if at all. Mm-hmm. It may not be. You know, Tony Morgan talks about a typical life cycle of a church in his book, The Unstuck Church. Now, he doesn't talk about the lifespan of a church, but he talks about the life cycles of a church. And he's he's talking about phases in the life of a church. And they are when a church launches and when they experience momentum growth and then strategic growth, and then sustained health. And that would be the top of the bell curve. And then you're coming down there at the maintenance level, and then preservation level, and finally, churches are on life support. Well, of course, we would want to see churches sustain health throughout their lifespan. But, you know, maybe there is such a thing as the lifespan of a church. There's a lot of things that contribute to church lifespan when you think about it, that have to do with population and Mm -hmm. growth and whether or not you have church leaders. Sure. You know, whether some move in and some move out. So there's a lot of things, I think, that go with and have an impact on that lifespan. So maybe it's only natural for churches to be born and to grow and to mature and then to die. And by the way, we're talking about congregations now, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Because Jesus said the gates of Hades would not prevail against his church. He wasn't talking about congregations. So I think it'd be helpful to clarify that. Amen, sister. The church will never die out. That's Mm-mm. the promise of our Lord. But it may only be natural that congregations are born, they flourish for a season, and then they die. Again, I don't like the sound of that, but perhaps it's only natural. I think we should also add that just because a church has to close its doors, it doesn't mean that it's a failure. Just because a person dies doesn't mean that they've been a failure. No. We don't want to see any church close her doors, but perhaps we should focus on the wonderful accomplishments of the church because over the years of the life of a congregation, many good things were done, undoubtedly. You know, preachers were sent out 
missionaries were supported and sent out. People decided to follow Jesus. Children were raised to know the Lord. Good was done in the community. Christ was preached. So for sure, churches that feel they are no longer sustainable and need to close their doors should not see themselves as failures, but rather should consider how God had blessed them over the decades. Right. And, you know, having said this, and I think I think you said that well, uh, we don't want to see any church close her doors, right? Right. I mean, I mean, we understand that the mission Jesus left us is to go and make disciples, and churches contribute to the fulfillment of that mission. So we hate to see any church close their doors, even though we also understand that at times they may need to. Mm-hmm. True. And in fact, we want to see more church plants, really. Uh, A church that belongs to Jesus in every town and village in the whole world, because we are in a battle that's epic. It's a battle with evil, and we want to see evil conquered. We want to see the cause of Christ flourish, and we don't want to see churches that must close their doors. But what if a church has to close its doors? Well, you know, too, we, we have said that we don't want to see churches close their doors. I wonder if God has a role in church closures. Have you wondered that? Yes, I have. I've wondered what his perspective is on it. Yeah, I mean, you think about Revelation chapters 2 and 3 where Jesus says to certain churches in Asia, if you don't repent and change your ways, I'm going to remove your candlestick. Well, disciples were told people don't accept Christ, you move off. You shake the dust off. Yeah. You know, there's an ending it just makes you wonder if, mm-hmm. if it's not God's will for some churches to close. Now, having said that, I, I guess we can't know that for certain. But still, we don't want to see churches close their doors. We want to see, if they need to repent, that we want to see them repent. If they, if they need to clarify their mission and change their methodology and uh, revive their passion for the Lord and their love for him, that's what we want to see. Right. We want to see more church plants. Yes. We want to see a church that belongs to Jesus in every town. We just said that, you know, we don't want the mission abandoned. Right. We may have to move away from a building and close those doors, but the mission can never be abandoned. But what happens to a church that has to close its door? Let's come back around to that. We don't want to see it happen. Sometimes maybe it has to. So what, what happens if that must occur. Sometimes a church cannot cannot any longer pay the bills. Sometimes no. they, they can't pay the utilities. They cannot maintain a church building. And so sometimes they need to close their doors and sell their property. And I guess we could add just here what we've heard since we were young, and that is the church is not a building. The church is people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if they can no longer sustain a building, they may need to close those particular doors. You know, one resource that leaders of the churches we're talking about should contact, and this is to answer your question, what if a church has to close its doors? A group that you could contact is Heritage 21 Foundation. I mean, that's a group that is involved in the revitalization of churches, but they also provide guidance for churches who need to close their doors and then sell their property. And by the way, if we have listeners who who may need to be who may be in this situation you could ask for information about this service by going to info at heritage21.org that's info at heritage21.org Mike O'Neill, Scott Lambert and Stan Granberg lead this ministry. Okay. I think that's helpful, but what can churches do to keep from closing their doors? 
you know, what can be done to prevent church closures? I think that's something we must talk about, and it's absolutely vital. I don't think we need to foreclose on a church closing unless we have done everything we possibly can. Yeah. Well, I hope you don't mind. Uh, Can we talk about that answer next time we meet? Why don't we wait to talk about what can be done to prevent church closures? Why don't we wait until next week to discuss that? That'd probably be good. So, So in this podcast, listeners, we've just addressed a problem. And next week, we want to talk about some solutions. That's right. So, listeners, thank you for joining us today. We know we've been discussing a topic that... Many of you are certainly interested in a topic of concern for all of us, and we invite you to return for our next episode when we will try to discuss a few solutions to the problem. And until then, thank you for listening to the Effective Church Leaders podcast, where we believe everyone deserves the support they need to become more informed, more confident, and more effective church leaders. See you next time.